Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The weight of the world rests on the shoulders of Paul Skeens. Better yet, the fate of the Pirates organization lies in the hands of Skeens. It's not fair in the slightest, but the hopes and dreams of many Pirates fans and really people around baseball rests on the hands or really the right arm of the 2023 number one overall pick. The Pirates introduced Skeens to the city of Pittsburgh this week, and he met the media Tuesday after signing a contract worth a reported $9.2 million, the most ever allotted to an MLB draft selection. Detroit Spencer Torkelson hold the, held the previous record of $8.4 million, and Skeens instantly shattered that mark. The Pirates have not won a game since selecting Skeens last Sunday. Yeah, that's right. Partly due to the All-Star game, though, providing four days off, but after being swept by San Francisco, losing two out of three to the Cleveland Guardians in blowout fashion, none of the games were close. The skies continue to grow dark. Quinn Priester and Andy Rodriguez debuted Monday in an 11-0 Cleveland round. Priester allowed seven runs in five and a third innings. Rodriguez made the final out of the game to close the book on an 0-4 day that included three punchouts. Paul Skeens is the Pirates' best hope. It's like a Star Wars movie. He is... The new hope. He is the Pirates' best chance, the Pirates' best hope. Despite pitching every five days, not being an everyday player, Skeens has the chance to have as high of an impact as anyone in Pirates history this century, even potentially more so than Andrew McCutcheon. Maybe not off the field, but on the field, Skeens has that chance, and he has that talent and potential. And it's a significant reason why Pirates broadcaster Greg Brown Dubbed the pick one of the most important and one of the most important days in team history. Now, Pittsburgh has seen multiple generational talents spanning its three teams since 1970. Terry Bradshaw set the standard for quarterback play after being first overall that year and eventually leading the Steelers to four Super Bowl championships. And the franchise has not picked first overall since. Mario Lemieux single-handedly saved the Penguins. And hockey as we know it, thanks to a magical ping-pong ball that bounced the city's way in 1984. Two championships later, three more as an owner, and 66 is regarded as one of the five best players, maybe one of the top three best players, at least, yes, in my mind, to ever step foot on the ice. Marc-Andre Fleury stabilized the net for the Penguins in the 2008 and 2009 seasons against Detroit and ultimately winning the 2009 Stanley Cup as well as 2016 and 2017, along with the greatest player of my generation. Sidney Crosby changed hockey in Pittsburgh, saved the franchise once again, this time alongside Mario Lemieux. It was a common theme with that Mario guy. The MVP, three-time Stanley Cup champ, is the ultimate ambassador for hockey, on and off the ice, will be a penguin for life, 
a hockey hall of famer for the rest of time and go down as one of the best players to ever step foot on the ice, one of the best passers, one of the best goal scorers, one of the best overall players in the history of hockey. Now, what do these four legends have in common? They won a lot. A combined 12 championships between them in their playing days, 15 as you count Mario's run as owner, two as a player, three more as an owner. Now, Skeens became the sixth player chosen number one overall by the Pirates in club history and the second in the past three years after Henry Davis in 2021, as well as being the third player in the past 12 years after selecting Garrett Cole in 2011, Henry Davis out of Louisville, Garrett Cole out of UCLA. Davis is in the midst of his first full season in the big leagues. Not even that, his first full month in the big leagues. And the jury is still out on what he can become both offensively and defensively, because of that grand old plan, the grand old idea that Austin Hedges was great to put out at the catcher position, and Henry Davis should just go play out and right. Sure, our number one overall pick, who's probably got the best or second best bat in our lineup, maybe third, depending on if Jack Sawinski actually decides to hit or not. And let's throw him out there and right and have Austin Hedges catch with his 170 batting average and just depend on the defense. Well, Garrett Cole was an integral part of the Bucs last postseason team. You hope that Henry Davis can do the same, but other players that the Pirates selected number one overall have left significantly more to be left desired. Jeff King in 1986, Chris Benson, a bust from 1996, and Brian Bullington, another bust from 2002, never made it as a star in Pittsburgh. And they never really had an impact, quite frankly, at all. There is a lot of pressure on Paul Skeens to be the savior of baseball in a city dying for something to cheer for, something to be excited for all summer, something to pack PNC Park for and return the feeling of a blackout on the North Shore in the playoffs once again. It was great to have that feeling when Andrew McCutcheon came back for opening day this past year. I was there at PNC Park as it was not the 2013 blackout. I don't know if there will ever be a game unless the Pirates are back in the NLCS or back in the World Series, a place they haven't gone since 1979, where you can truly feel that atmosphere of PNC Park going rowdy, being crazy, being all in for the baseball team with a blackout type of condition like the 2013 wild card, maybe ever again. Paul Skeens was in Pittsburgh the last couple of days, it seems. He was touring the Clemente Museum. There was a picture that went out a couple of days ago of what looked like him at the airport, all ready to go, arriving in Pittsburgh. He was at the Clemente Museum and just checking out the history of Pittsburgh. He was at the ballpark yesterday. He witnessed the Pirates' disastrous loss. It might have been a good idea to just throw him out there to begin with, maybe as the starting pitcher. You know, of course, you're going to get an aberration type of start, a couple clunkers out there for any starting pitcher, and that's just one of them that was an occurrence for Mitch Keller, and it's just a part of how this team continues to fumble, bumble, and fall apart and throw up on itself. But Paul Skeens, his leadership, his passion for baseball, and uh, you know his ability to throw 102 with his slider potentially being a better pitch than his fastball, leaves room for optimism. It provides hope as the 2023 season just, frankly, continues to be hopeless. With Andy Rodriguez striking out six times in seven at-bats 
Layova Pagero not being able to put bat on ball. Nick Gonzalez has cooled off a bit, even though he has driven in around 11 runs in his time up in the big league. Short time up in the big leagues. He's somebody that you think that you're going to be able to get something out of. Quinn Priester, he doesn't throw 96. He doesn't throw 97, 98. I thought Priester would be more so in the 95 range, maybe even touch 96. I knew he threw in the low 90s, but I didn't expect to see 92, 93 out of him, 94, where it seems like his breaking ball is the better pitch. If he throws the curveball for strikes, he can command it well. He does get a ton of ground balls, but what a difference in innings, really. I mean, from the first half of his start, nine up, nine down, to giving up a ton of runs in the back half of his start and not being able to go out of the sixth inning. Should he have went in in the sixth? Yeah, his pitch count was only in like the 60s, 70s. Yeah, why not put Mitch Keller back out there for the sixth inning? Why not put Paul or anybody? Why not put Quinn Priester, there's the name I'm looking for, back out there for the sixth inning when you're already losing by a manageable amount? But give your rookie a chance to be able to pick himself up, get some redemption. The pitch count is very low and allow him to go out there and stride to do what he can to salvage his first career start in the major leagues. But the Pirates are continuing to try to scrap for answers. Henry Davis should not be playing right field anymore. Him and Andy Rodriguez should both be playing behind the plate. Now, for Davis just to get his bat in the lineup, you're going to have to keep him out in right for a little bit. That's the harsh reality of it because Andy Rodriguez is going to be your catcher. You're still going with a three-man catcher rotation with Austin Hedges, who you frankly don't want to get rid of right now because you could either try to trade him at the deadline. Why would anybody want Austin Hedges? Well, he's a top defensive catcher in the game. You can stash him as your second catcher when the Cardinals had Yadier Molina for all those years and he caught five, sometimes six days a week, you could even throw Austin Hedges as a backup behind him that you know you're not going to get any laps in production defensively at the catcher position there. You could trade him to Texas. They had Jonah Heim make the All-Star game. Started the All-Star game. Maybe you trade him to another contending team in the American League East where it seems like every single team is in that race. Everybody is, I mean, truly the Yankees are last place in that division. And what makes you think that the Yankees, outside of hiring Sean Casey as their hitting coach and firing their previous hitting coach in the middle of the season, and the fact that nobody is healthy on that team, that if the Yankees are able to get healthy in August, what makes you think that the Yankees can't make a run at the wild card? They're the Yankees. This is just type of thing that they do. What about trading Austin Hedges over there? What about trading Austin Hedges really to any contending team at this point? There are teams that are truly out of it that really shouldn't be. The Mets. Are the Padres really still in it? Real question marks to see if they are. The American League Central is a disaster with Minnesota. Cleveland is under 500. Has a chance to be able to get to 500. If the Guardians are able to win the final game of the series, 1235, you could hear it on 100.1 FM and AM 1020 KDKA. Rich Hill will take them out opposite Aaron Savali. Cleveland has a chance to get back to 500. What about potentially trading over Austin Hedges there? But regardless, can you really get something for Austin Hedges? Maybe a prospect, an A-ball, a shot-in-the-dark type of guy, a dark horse 
just guy that's a straight lottery ticket. And if you play the Powerball, you could win a couple of million dollars, eh, maybe a billion dollars, a couple billion, I think, at this point. But Paul Skeens is that billion dollar lottery ticket. The Pirates are scrapping for answers, and he's priority number one. Referred to as a unicorn, someone you could build a statue for. You can't just say that somebody you could just build a statue for, and then this guy comes out and is a bust. Or he comes out and is somebody that you shouldn't have high expectations for. Or that you shouldn't expect to be a number one starting pitcher on your team. Somebody to carry you through games. Somebody that can consistently make all-star games. Someone who, when you get him, is the Garrett Cole that you got on the Houston Astros, the New York Yankees, and for the 2013 and 2015 seasons for the Pirates. Where he was in the Cy Young race in 2015 was not ultimately able to close the door and get it done, but somebody who is able to carry you into the playoffs, but this time have a little bit better results than Garrett Cole instead of getting absolutely torched and lit up by the Cubs and also having to face that guy, Jake Arrieta, who had a season for the ages, one of the best pitch seasons since 1968. All top teams have an A's that are in the playoffs and that win the World Series, that win playoff games even. A pitcher that no one would trade away or even believe to give away if possible. The Pirates' best shot to to acquire a legit top arm, this year it stared them in the face. The Pirates are not going to be able to go out and sign a number one caliber starting pitcher, and they will not do the same in the trade market because the prospects are too valuable to a small market team or draft capital, developing players, And having prospects that can come out and make an instant impact, it's just too much to ask for to trade a boatload of those guys. Now, you can trade a couple of them. You can trade your number four, number five prospects to try to get a top starting pitcher. And depending on how deep your system is, provides more clarity and a better answer to how you want to try to make that move. But Pittsburgh is not a market where a number one starting pitcher will sign. The Bucs have made their choice. Now it's time for Skeens to show that it truly was the right one. Coming up next, Le'Veon Bell is weighing in on running backs. He also is apologizing to the city of Pittsburgh and the fans. What did Le'Veon Bell have to say? What else is going on in the sports world? Let's get to that next here on Sports Radio 937 The Fan. I'm Austin Bechtold with you. It's the Fan Early Morning Show. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.